Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome back once again to another thrilling episode of Disney Compendium. It's Disney Compendium episode 51. Last last week we talked about the ever-delightful Tangled, right? Tangled, Tangled, yes. Tangled, yes. Tangled, yes. Uh, this, then now, now th- this episode... Uh, we got something else cooking for you. I'm your yeah. host. I'm your host, as always, JJ. And over there, my good buddy, my good friend, my co-host for life. I've got him trapped into this. Nick. Nick. Hey, JJ. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, I'm kind of curious why okay. we're talking about Way the Pooh Home Run Derby. <laughs> Listen, I'm just feeling nostalgic for shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one minute in, I've uh... <laughs> God, Christopher Robin's just like he's broken. Yeah, he's broken. <laughs> AI in that game. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. Number fifty-one is just simply titled Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Uh, not to be confused with the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which we've already done. You can go back and listen to that episode at any time. Or ever podcast or Christopher Robin, the movie that would come out several years later. That's the live action Obi Wan Kenobi starring uh, Winnie the Pooh movies. So. <laughs> live action Obi Wan Kenobi. I can't think of his actual name. <laughs> I know you and McGregor. It's just funnier yes. to say Obi Wan Kenobi. No, but that, you know Mulan Rouge. He's in it. No, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. Train spotting's in it. He's in the. He's in the... <laughs> Uh, they, okay. Uh, there is one thing. Did you watch the post-credit scene of this movie? I did. Okay. Uh, that was weird. Uh, uh but we'll get to that later. Uh, wait. Well, I, I did see. Okay, so I was watching the credits, but I don't know if there, if there's something after that. There is a scene. There is another scene in the movie. Okay. Uh, Where uh, shows up, and yeah, that'd happened. be funny. That'd be funny, but. Uh, uh, it it was it was it, oh, let me let me get to the introduction and I'll bring up the yeah, yeah, yeah. that end credits. Uh, so yeah, 2011, Disney's last hand drawn animated uh, feature length film uh, from this from this studio. It's not the last hand drawn animated thing that they do. It's just from Walt Disney Animation Studios. This is the very last hand drawn animated film, um, which is a bummer. But also, you understand that. It's just not what's the market's there for anymore. Like there is a market and I think people would be happy to get a traditional animated film again, but you know, it is what it is. It's not, not like they can't go back to it. If they don't. It's not like they couldn't go back to it. It's not like they're doing a bad job. It's not like the earlier stuff that we've been watching in this CG stuff where it was like, it's like, it's both like bad and it looks bad. It's like, yeah. at least they're doing a good job. Like starting with Tangled, like Tangled look, looked good and yeah. everything after this looks good. So, uh, this, yeah, uh, this is just this is just Winnie the Pooh, man. That's, it's Winnie the Pooh, and we just got Zoe Dashnell from the jump, sir. Yes, just out the gate. I was like, I was like, what's it? Like, oh god, that's Zoe Dashnell. Zoe Dashnell singing the uh, Winnie the Pooh theme song. She's quirky, JJ. She's quirky. She's the new girl, right? That was, wasn't that her? Was she's that she's else? not like other girls. She's so the other girl. Yeah. Uh, this movie is like 
60 minutes. It is barely a movie. It's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, ballsy to charge full ticket price to see this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, to be fair, uh, it did come with uh, a short film beforehand, which was a really good short film. Uh, but that again, that's only a few minutes. Like, because <laughs> like, uh, Sandwich was a piglet movie or something. Oh, yeah, something. A Pooh's Heffalump movie, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, Welcome to Pooh Corner. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny that like Disney, up until this point, um, not particularly well known for sequels. Uh, yeah. This was only like. Their third sequel, if you include uh, the uh, three amigos, you know, that's Saludos, Saludos Amigos, and uh, what the other one is, I always forget. Um, three Caballeros. Yes. And uh, then uh, Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under. Rescuers. Oh, I guess Fantasia and Fantasia 2000. So. Yeah. Well, nobody counts Fantasia 2000. Yeah. Disney barely recognizes Fantasia 2000. It's a movie we put out. Yeah. But, like, you know, and. After this, I don't think we get another one until Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. well, now they're in their sort of, like, sequel. Like, they did Wreck-It Ralph 2, and they did uh, Frozen 2, 2, which obviously we'll get to uh, at the end here. Um, At least the next couple of movies on the radar are not sequels. They're original products, again. But um, they just kind of fell into this transitional period where it's like, well, you got to kind of strike while the iron is hot on like, you know, Frozen in particular. Like it made sense to make a Frozen sequel, especially for sort of the who was in charge of the company at the time. Merchandising, (laughs) merchandising. Yeah. yeah. Frozen the action figures. Frozen the (laughs) flamethrower. But... um, yeah, this is just sorry. Yeah, this is just uh, so we'll just get it's it's an interesting because it's it's a mix of sort of like like just voice actors and real actors in it. Like yeah, uh, Jim, um, Cummings. Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh, um, and Tigger. Uh, Craig Ferguson's owl, which is a Craig, good pick. He's yeah, yeah. He was owl. good. He was good as owl. Um, uh, Tom Kenny does rabbit, and you know Tom Kenny is just—he's one of the go-to's. Yeah, he's SpongeBob. He's one of the go-to uh, voice artists. Uh, I don't know who did Eeyore. Uh, Bud Lucky, who okay. is—he's uh, not real. He's, he's a voice actor in the same way that a lot of these characters that you get, like whenever you talk about, it's like, this is the best character in the movie. And it turns out it's like, Oh, they were like, you know, animation supervisor for, you know, this sequence in the movie. And it's the same thing. He is a, he's just sort of a, one of those does a little bit of everything. Uh, Peter Cullen. Yeah. He was character designer on toy story, uh, toy story Two, bugs. He's a Pixar guy. Like he worked on cars and Ratatouille. Uh, he does the voice of, uh, I don't know who uh, Rick Dicker in The Incredibles chuckles the clown in Toy Story three, um, and he directed and wrote that animated short Bounding or Bounding. Uh, uh, so, yeah, because uh, 
see back in in the animated series, it was it was Peter Cullen and Gary Chalk, right? Yeah. Did Eeyore? Oh, the guy that played Eeyore. Uh, Incredibles two was dedicated to his memory because he died in two thousand and fourteen because of a due to a stroke at the wow. age of eight, at the age of eighty three. That would explain why he sounds so old in this movie. Yeah. It's so, like it was remastered when they had a... Yeah. A, yeah, just like... Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucky was the father of animator, director, producer Andy Lucky, who serves as the namesake for the character Andy Davis in Toy Story. So Andy Ooh. is named after and is best known as the producer of the animated series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, Never heard of it. <laughs> Sounds like and a rip off of Biker Mike from Mars, and it's and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not like a modern one, but like the original ones. So like, I yeah, don't, I don't know what that is. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll do a podcast, and I'll have you. We'll watch through all of the of uh, this little uh, independent comic book series turned animated film. Ninja Turtles. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, growing up in a glass bowl with. <laughs> Uh, with chameleon lizards and tadpoles? Yeah. <laughs> Did it ever cross the line that would ever get better than that? Uh, that is a joke for four people. <laughs> it's okay, depending if you like watched a piece of power VHS tape. Yeah. Or played Turtles and Time. Yeah, or you, or you're like me, and you have the arcade one-up machine of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and put it on Turtles in Time specifically, so that's just constantly on a nonstop loop. <laughs> or if you're like me, and you have arcade one-up machine for Street Fighter, but you modded it to play Turtles in Time, <laughs> which I totally own that rights to that wrong. <laughs> You 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 own the original uh, thing. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. Uh, so you, you, so one of the creatures in the movie that where every they're looking for the Baxen. It's Yule Hauser. It's Yule Hauser. That's what I was talking about at the beginning. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, where do I? Who is that? That guy sounds familiar. Who the hell is yeah. that? And I Google it and it says Yule Hauser as the Baxen, and I was like, why? <laughs> Now, when you said that, wow, yeah, that's a truly amazing (laughs) fact. That's wow. (laughs) Just uh, for those that don't know, Huel Hauser, what was it? California's gold. California's gold. Well, there's a couple of them, but yeah, that was the main one. Where it's just Huel Hauser is the host of this. Like, it's a, it's. I was gonna say step above a public access show, but it's not. It's not on par. It's got just. It's barely got a. it has about the same budget as a public access TV show. So, Yule Hauser was a kind of like he was a he had he was a he had a southern accent, and his whole thing was just like I'm going to go around California and yeah. interview people. Um, I have a cameraman here with me named I think Marcel. Who is anyway? Yeah, it's something like that. He would talk to like people like old people sitting in diners, and then he wouldn't mic them up, so be like, yeah. Oh, you say you've been here for forty-two years? Yeah, oh. like he would be like he would be talking to like the owner of this bar on the phone. Yeah, but the phone itself isn't mic'd up, so you're only getting Hauser's side of the conversation. Or like he's just interviewing people who are just like you know, it's like this is a ninety-year-old man that just collects rocks. Yeah, and you're gonna sit there. And talk you say to him you and he doesn't. 
Yeah. You've ever seen there, there's an episode of The Simpsons where there's a character where he goes, I'm just talking and gawking. Yeah. That is a parody of one yeah. Ewan Hauser. Uh, back in the day when I used to be able to listen to that, they uh, the Adam Carolla radio show used to always make fun of Ewan Hauser. They had Dana Gould, the comedian Dana Gould. He does, does a great Ewan Hauser. He does a really good Ewan Hauser. Yeah. And so that was uh and the thing about Yule Hauser is like he was just he was, he was a nice man. He's just a nice goofy old dude and <laughs> like I'm so- He wasn't even that he wasn't even that old. Like he died in 2013 and he was only 67. He he seemed like he was like, you know, in his 80s. It's like nobody's that fascinated about the the origins of In-N-Out Burger, but yeah. god damn it Yule Hauser is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just thrilled to be in Palm Springs and can't wait yeah. to talk to you about it. Yeah. And why was he why was yeah. he thrilled to be in Palm Springs, I wonder? <laughs> I used to always tune into it whenever I was on like vacation yeah. in Southern California. Just uh, I don't know any why you have to throw me in Palm Springs. No particular. Hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> now I'm just I'm now on the Wikipedia page for uh for for California's gold. So <laughs> 24 seasons, 443 episodes. Uh, so yep. that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Opening yep. theme song, California, Here I Come by uh, yep. Al Jolson. <laughs> yep. He, uh, there's a place out here that too far, it's called the Carrizo Plains. Like it's, yeah. it, it's basically if you're headed from, I'm, I'm a Bakersfield, so if you're headed like toward the coast, and there's like a bunch of antelope out there, and he went out there one day, and he's like, "Oh, look at all these antelope!" <laughs> and I infamously uh, torched my parents on a road trip when we passed through the Carrizo Plains, <laughs> talking about every telephone pole, like clump of grass, tumbleweed I saw. <laughs> Why? You say you're a tumbleweed? You've been here for five days. <laughs> Uh, Shut up, Nick. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, fantastic. I, I'm glad that he was in this movie just for this conversation because that's because yeah. there's really not much else to talk about in this movie because it is just a series of goofiness happening. It's 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 with no pretty- with the, with the most. Yeah, I actually really like the movie. It's it's, it's sweet it's- and uh, child friendly. Uh, yeah, and meta. It gets weirdly meta in the. It gets the weirdly end. meta. Like I actually like like annoyed Kanga in this movie. Yes, where yeah. he's over talking to these fools. It's like, yeah. Nah. yeah, yeah, no Kanga. Like uh, Rue was also getting a little sassy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> send a pig. <laughs> yeah. You know how like I was like, yeah, you know what, Rabbit is a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like a uh, rabbit having the uh, has the like dream sequence <laughs> going on in their, in their yeah. brain. Of the like, bunnies. Yeah, like getting like getting a crown and like you know, antrum. Yeah, um, but uh, anyways, the movie starts off as is most Winnie the Pooh things, where Pooh wakes up to find out he has no honey, yeah. uh, which. Is that is the common plight of the Winnie the Pooh bear? Uh, it's <laughs> it's honey, yeah. Uh, which uh, you know obviously leads to a song. <laughs> oh yeah, the narrator is John Cleese. Uh, yeah, which is also a good choice because yes. he's just on kind of the old 
the narrator. Yeah. So uh, this is Winnie the Pooh. You have to keep in mind has ADD. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm being I, I I'm being relatively serious about that because he can't think of anything. As, that's as, pretty. Yeah. I forget. I forget what the. I always like it when he's like, "You're gonna have to." I remember. I'm a bear of you know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bear of very little brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. a lot of heart or whatever, and that's yeah. That's. Uh. Anyways, he stumbles across Eeyore. Uh, where you get the weird scene where Pooh is going into Eeyore's hut to make it look like he's like the back half of the horror. It's a weird scene. Yeah, yeah, now it is. Yeah, where it's like like Pooh's just all up in Eeyore's butt. I'm sorry, head first, right into there. Uh, well, there's a lot of ass business in the Winnie Pooh universe, and I don't think yeah. dirty way. I mean, like you yeah. think about like the infamous cave thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. There's a lot of just butts sticking out of like tree, like like knots and trees and yeah. caves and yeah. Uh, but where pew pew okay. <laughs> pew pew uh, Winnie the pew. Uh, <laughs> he stays. <this>, yeah. <laughs> he uh, this is where he discovers that Eeyore has lost his tail. Uh, uh, and there's another clinical diagnosis for Eeyore. Yeah. Uh, crippling depression. Uh, this is the absolutely saddest Eeyore has ever been. It really is, dude. And like to the point of him seeming legitimately suicidal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Over losing his tail. Yeah. Uh, and so the movie then pivots into finding his tail where they all have to come together to find to to do the a very important thing to do, which is another song yeah. in the movie. Uh, More to, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, and so uh, they all come Zoe. together and they're Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, in this animal movie, it's Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're holding a contest to whoever can find the best replacement for Eeyore's tail gets honey. Yeah, <laughs> there's some like. Uh, like there's a cuckoo clock, like poo, and they've seen that little. They've seen that that song that that's kind of like a little meta thing where they're like, "Yeah, yeah. he did it." And then, they're, nah, 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 nah. yeah, yeah, uh, and and that's. I mean, keep in mind, we're only like three minutes into the movie. We're yeah. already on like the B plot, which yeah. then, which then just as just as quickly, uh, like is resolved. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like it's like okay, okay. Now it's tomorrow, and uh, Pooh finds finds a note from Christopher Robbins says, "Gone out, busy, be, busy, be, busy back soon." Like because he, he's spelling it wrong. You back soon? Yeah, he's yeah. a child. Because he's a child, uh, saying he's gone out, busy back soon. Yeah. Uh, which you know, Pooh doesn't know how to read, so then they look for Owl, get his help. Owl is also stupid, but he pretends he isn't. Uh, yeah, where yeah. he pretends to read the letter, or at least tries to. He's he kind of reads it. He reads I mean, it. He misinterprets it. Yeah, so he thinks back soon is Baxin, and he comes up inexplicably with a backstory for a monster like clearly it exists yeah uh, because he has like unless he's just a sociopath who's able to create these like horror monsters on the fly for you know, <laughs> like whole backstories to them 
Alice um, is pushing him into the cornfield. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then he, he just goes, they go, oh, tell us more about it. He goes, oh, I don't know. You tell me about it. And they're like, oh, well, he does these things too. Like, yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. If he did, yeah. he's all, uh, you know, he also, he's the reason that you can't do those things. Yeah. Oh, but, but it also, again, this, the movie goes meta because, like, you know, then you have, like, Tigger, who's out doing his Tigger thing, yeah. uh, uh, like, dresses up as the Baxen, like, and then when you get to the end of the movie in the post credit scene and the Baxen shows up, it's the exact same design. Yeah. So it's like they knew. So it's like, oh, well, I don't know. Is this a wished in the field corn kind of situation? Yeah. Or the cornfield? Where, yeah. The, the Baxen looks like a My Pet Monster, by the way. It does. It does. That was, that was, it, that was in my notes. It's like, is, is it just a My Pet Monster? It's a My Pet Monster. It's, it's My Pet Monster. Same color scheme and everything. Purple and green with, yeah, and blue. Yeah. The yeah. Horn. Horn, this is the most British selling Christopher Robin ever, by the way. Yeah, which is funny considering, yeah, which which is funny considering like (laughs) how British all of it's been. Like, yeah, but he's like, he's like, he's super British, yeah, yeah, like Uh, he's he's like chimney sweet British, yeah. It's don't, don't, don't go into your Mary Poppins. You find some shag from this bird. <laughs> Just Chris. No, I don't. Christopher Robin. I don't want to right. uh, Just pick. <laughs> uh, I willed that into existence and I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah so, so anyways, they all. What? Sorry, God. So there's not really a plot to it. Oh, so there is. No, no, no. There is, but there isn't. Like because, like that's the thing. Like now they're going to capture it. So Rabbit digs a hole, and Tigger gets in a fight with a balloon. Yeah, uh, which was weird. And then like Eeyore is now just going to be like Tigger's sidekick yeah. to hunt the Baxman. Where he's going to be another. He's he just makes he's Tigger too. Like he makes yeah he makes uh yeah. Eeyore, an honorary Tigger, makes him Tigger too. Uh, yeah. And it's like they go out, he dresses up as the Baxen and they go hunting while all of the Winnie the Pooh characters end up falling in this hole that Rabbit dug and they can't get out. Yeah. And then you have that like who's on first section where Piglet's not in the hole and the rope's been destroyed. And they're just like, can you not? Can you tie a knot? I cannot not. Like, so you can yeah. not. <laughs> I, like, I like the just... part where they they're saying, oh, it's like Piglet. Uh, Christopher Robin's got a jump rope at his house. So you gotta go get it. And then Hal flies out of the hole. Yeah. And he goes and gives like Piglet the speech and he flies back in the hole. And they're like, yeah. Al. Yeah. That was a great much. speech. Yeah. Yeah. Oblivious as idiots yeah. out of the hole. No, that's the thing. Like, you know, like Rabbit could jump out of the hole. Like, we've yeah. seen Rabbit jump significantly well uh, yeah. in the past. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. They're all just so stupid. Like, yeah. every single character is stupid. Like, like Eeyore is really the only one. He's not so much stupid; it's just he's so depressed that yeah. he just doesn't care. Like, he comes back with like an anchor, <laughs> yeah. which just makes me think he tried to kill himself by drowning yeah. at some point. Like, he's gonna throw himself into the <laughs> creek. <laughs> Eeyore is so immersed in his own BS that he's like, yeah. "I don't care." But your friends need you. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna smoke a bowl and watch my. <laughs> uh, but like Pooh ends up in the pit because he was trying to get honey out of that honeycomb or the beehive. Yeah, yeah, he he starts tripping balls and like he like, has that he has the Homer Simpson in the land of chocolate yes. style uh, flashback of him just like everything exactly. is made out of honey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> wow, chocolate half price. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that was ten minutes ago. <laughs> but yeah, so Pooh ends up in the uh, whole, again another song. Everything is honey. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a ton of songs in this movie. Like it's a for an hour they really shove a lot of music into this movie. They're That's getting their fun. money's worth. Yeah. yeah. It's a kid's movie. This one is much more kid's movie than any of the others. Uh, yeah. To talk about. This one's very straightforward, designed for children. Like most Disney movies aren't like specifically designed for children directly. They're just designed to be family movies. Like this one's very much a kid's movie. Because that's what Winnie the Pooh was at this time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You say it's a kid's movie, but I was about to say like, this movie's structured like trick or treat. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Christopher Robin drives a busload of the animals for Cliff. <laughs> nobody, be- <laughs> nobody believes in the true spirit of honey. So <laughs> <laughs> you've you've killed yourself on this one. Like- <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking of all the parallels I can find of it. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I can see Tigger like lowering some guy into the his little den and mauling him. Yeah, <laughs> snaking guys with like the honey pot. Yeah, like yeah, just that, like like yeah. He's <laughs> a broken a broken piece of honey pot. Yeah. Broken piece of honey pot. God, like a, a, a weird, like a bag that is either filled with honey or entrails. I can't tell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this scene is where we're talking about with Rabbit, where, where like everyone's just like other interpretations and everything just ends up driving Rabbit just frustrated. Yeah, because he. Um, and then save the day by using the words from the story. Yeah, because, okay, so when Piglet tries to go to Christopher Robin's house to get the jump rope, he runs into Tigger, who's been dressed as, who's lost in the woods, dressed as the Baxton. Yeah. And is, doesn't, and is now chasing Piglet, like trying to get help from Piglet. Right. Piglet is, thinks it's the Baxton yep. and is on the balloon and inevitably crashes into the words that are in the book because the framing device of the movie is that it, just like the original one is that this is all taking place in a book yeah. except the words exist and like they've interacted with the narrator a couple of times already in the movie and now piglet has crashed into the words of the book and have knocked them into the hole with them like so there's a bunch of like word letters like now it's the Simpsons monorail episode where yeah. Pooh is going to use the letters to yeah. create an anchor. At- <laughs> yeah, uh, Pooh is um, Pooh is Deadpool in this. Yes, uh, yes. he's breaking the fourth wall. Like he knows he's aware he's that he's in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> builds a ladder by the way. Yeah. Builds a ladder to the letters. Yeah. Uh, and they all get out, and then they find Christopher Robin, and, and he's like, "Oh, you what are you like is looking at?" Yeah, yeah. 
he's got like, a beat on, and he's like, uh... yeah, just you made him a chav. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah. It's he's from Essex. Uh... <laughs> He's a roadman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You want mate? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's where Christopher Robin explains to them, no, back soon. I'll be back soon. Oh, there is the scene at the beginning after they go looking for the, for the, uh, uh, back scene where they say like, and we'll be back soon. And Owl's like, that does Sounds a little like Baxson. Okay, well, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Al's the problem in this movie, by the way. You think yeah. about, like, you break it down, the cause of all the issues yeah. is Owl. Every issue is Owl. Every single thing. Yeah. Like, Owl can also get out of the hole and doesn't. So, yeah. like, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Misinterprets the letter. And, as it turns out, who has Eeyore's tail? Yes. Who has Eeyore's tail, Nick? It is Al. It is Al. He's like, is it is it the door? Is the door? Yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah. That stupid jackass. Uh, it just, <laughs> I, I Al sucks. Owl. He kind of does, man. Man, I he's, love Al. Yeah. Craig Ferguson now is on the uh, the the list of he, he he's going to take the fall for Owl. So, because well, you think about like Winnie the Pooh, like I, I rabbits always sucked. Yeah, rabbit is always sucked, and Owl is always like he's a know it all, but he's harmless. Yeah, he, he he went he went from being like Cliff Clavin to just like an actual like antagonist. Like, yeah. Like he's like It's one I'll, thing to it's one thing to like just make up facts and rattle them off. It's another yeah. thing to like actively impede investigations with your BS. Like you went from chaotic good to chaotic evil. Yeah. Uh the red balloon from earlier, because it helped save the day, uh gets the honeypot which uh, Pooh is not happy about. <laughs> he's, not, he's like, he's like, don't thank me, thank the rod. Yeah. They, <laughs> uh, uh, they go to, uh, Pooh visits Owl. Uh, that's where he finds out that Owl is the one taking the tail. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? What? What did you say? Say that sentence again? I said Pooh visits Owl, and that's where Owl finds out, or Pooh finds out Owl has taken Eeyore's tail. Okay. I, all I heard was out, he thought that Owl's taking the tail. I'm like, yeah. Good for uh, Owl. Yeah. Good. <laughs> get, get it, Owl. Get it. Uh, yeah, it's been using. What? Yeah. What's up, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're, just, you're just losing your mind. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so Pooh uh, returns the tail. Uh, and. <laughs> Pooh gets Pooh gets the honey in the end, so <laughs> he returns the tail and gets honey. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's like, a giant pot of honey. Yeah, it's like he could like fit inside the pot of honey. Like, where did this come from? I think about how think about how absolutely gross Winnie the Pooh is. Like it, when you get to Christopher Robin, the live action movie, and you actually have him like physically getting into the honey, yeah. and it's like when it's an actual like stuffed animal, and yeah. it's covered in. He's like, oh god, that's right. Winnie the Pooh would be disgusting. Yeah, it's yeah. constantly covered in 
sticky, sugary grime and bugs and yeah, and then he's got like, he just submerges himself in it constantly. So, and not that, he's he, not a real bear. No, yeah. and he's got his belly hanging out of a half shirt like he's Ralph. Holtz. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's like he's not in shape. He's just he's a he's a stuffed bear covered in honey and exclusively lives in the woods. Like, <laughs> yes. so he's definitely also not getting washed or cleaned or no. anything. So, uh, yeah. That's the movie, man. This absolutely nothing happens and everything happens. So <laughs> I freaking love this movie. It's great. It's it's, it. just, it's 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 empty calories, but that's yeah. okay. It, 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 it you watching it like you like yeah, I feel better about watching that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just happy, and <laughs> you know, you can't, yeah, you can't you can't you can't go wrong with just happy. You know, there, there's 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 kind of like low impact. You know, there's like, there's really no antagonist outside of Owl. Yeah. <laughs> Owl yeah. just leaving like, like crimes, like taking crimes in evidence. And... Yeah. Oh, I thought it just like messed with his forensic DNA. Like, no, what are you doing? Uh, the, so there's not a whole lot about uh, sort of production in this movie because it was just one of those things like, we should make another Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Uh, so the um uh like the crew like went to like uh Sussex to like visit like AA a. Milne's like where they like, see his original stories and go to like his where he was from and what he was doing and stuff following his footsteps and learn all that stuff. So they did go to the East End then. Yes. <laughs> so your Christopher Robin is yeah. relatively Yeah. Um, and they did, they did hire one per one animator that worked on, um, uh, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger two. Uh, so they did have some, somebody attached to the original Disney ones involved there. Some kind. Uh, yeah, there was like there, so they were a lead storyboard artist for the movie. Um, and the, the pitch for the movie was just a little short of, uh, you are losing his tail. And that's what got the movie greenlit. Um, uh, and they cho- they specifically chose not to do it CG because they just knew that Winnie the Pooh would not look good in CG. Um, yeah, you think about every video game you've seen Winnie the Pooh in like 3D, and it's ah, yeah. nah, yeah, not a fan. Uh, yeah, like it be what like it plays different when like you know he's CG in Christopher Robin, but he's designed to look like the stuffed animal that he is, right? Which works diff, which it works different when you're if you're trying to make a sequel to the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and you just make it CG, it would look it would it would be so wrong trying to make those character models push into a third dimension. It right? Just, yeah, doesn't work because when you have like hand drawn animation, you like go oh, okay, here's where the seams are, yeah. man, and yeah, things like that, and it's like no, nah, don't don't. Yeah, uh, and it was originally going to be based off of like five Winnie the Pooh stories uh, from Milne's original books, but it ends up just being three stories that they kind of loosely took some inspiration from. So, yeah. Um, uh, and and also uh, there was an announcement at one point. John Lasseter said that you're going to meet more of Rabbit's family, and they never made it to the final film. So that's a shame. By yeah. a me, not at all. Yeah, I mean, thank God. Uh, so, yeah, there's really wasn't a whole lot of, you know, 
craziness. There was nothing. It's not like some of the other movies where there's like, you know, it's like, well, the CG was, we had to develop an entirely new system. To, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we, we, took, we took the engine from Jurassic Park and we made it yeah. to this thing. Yeah, no. uh, the movie, uh, you didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I have watched it before. The short film that played with it was uh, a short film called The Ballad of Nessie. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. Okay, cool. So, yeah. It's in that Disney collection. Yeah, yeah. And it's got, like, with her little rubber duck and everything. Yeah. It's, uh, God, what's his name? The, the narrator, he's um, Billy Conley. Billy Conley, yeah, yeah. She cried and she cried and she cried. Yeah, yes. Uh, Billy Conley, best known for. I'm trying to think of what would be the best thing for the Disney show to say that he was from. Uh, uh, he was in Pocahontas. He was. He was. He was in. He was in Muppets Treasure Island. Um, I was I always thought he was in Monty Python, but he wasn't. He was not. No, I always assumed like he was in Monty Python. I was like, uh, oh. I'm looking at his TV stuff, and I'm like, oh, maybe he was, and we just can't. It doesn't look like it. Billy Collins got a great voice, by the way. He does. Uh, I'm just looking at his, his his. He was in Beverly Hills Ninja. He was Japanese antiques shop proprietor, which so I'm sure that was a. Uh, <coughs> I'm sure that was non-offensive in any way, shape, or form. Sure, yeah. Uh, Boondock Saints. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Noah McManus. Yeah. <laughs> the Last Samurai. Hey, I like, you know what? I remember him Last Samurai. That, that movie's all right. He was uh, X-Files, I want to believe. He was Father Joe in that. <laughs> Uh, oh, he was king. He was the king and brave. Then I guess that would probably be. Oh it. yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, go figure, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, it's Billy Conley, and then yeah, I like that Nessie short. It's a good short. Yeah, it's 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 a, uh, it's a cute twist on. Yeah. Uh, was it sure? Uh, she she's crying. That's why. That's where the, the lock comes from. Yeah, because some guy named McDoug- McDougal takes over like her, her little pond and turns it to a yeah. golf course and yeah yeah she, she cries tears and that, yeah and a mini golf course not even like yeah a good golf course like a you know putt putt golf course right. uh yeah so she like cries and cries and cries and cries and when she stops crying she's created the lock uh so <laughs> yeah my kids watch the whole uh, yeah. the, the the thing that's that's a part of and sometimes all of the women is going and she cried and she cried and she cried <laughs> so so yeah that's a good short I like that short that's what yeah. played with it um, I guess in uh, it says here that uh, in some international screening episodes the episode Cubby's Goldfish from the Disney Junior series Jake and the Neverland Pirates was also sometimes the short beforehand so okay so there you go. Uh, critical reception, Nick. Uh, positive? Overwhelmingly positive. It's yeah. at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Average review rating of 7.2. Yeah, it's a sh- short, nostalgic, and gent- and gently whimsical. So, yeah. It's got like, you know, it's it's got voices people know. Yep. 
It's got Zoig Dachanel again, corking it up. Yeah. She's quirky. Yeah. You know, it was hand-drawn animation, which people were kind of like, oh, I'm glad to see some classic cartoons again. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, 2011 was a huge year for movies. So, it, well, you know, box office wise, it didn't do particularly well. Uh, it it it, it had it it had an unfortunate opening date, so uh, I'll tell you what it opened up against when we get to the t- sure. movies of 2011. But uh, it was never it, given the given what it was going up against. It was never going to be uh, movie of the year kind of contender. Uh, even like it, people had to make a choice, and they they made their choice. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no Academy Award nominations. Uh, again, Disney isn't even in really in contention until it wins in a few years for Frozen. Uh, so, you know, this is an award that was uh, created in 2001 and Disney outside of Pixar. Nothing. Nothing for them. Were you going to say something? Sound like you were going to say something? Yeah, I was. I was trying to think like what the heck it, it opened up against. Like, oh, I was, I was thinking in my head, what did it open up against? <laughs> it's it's pretty obvious once she's once I say what it's going to be. But okay, we'll get there. I'm trying not uh, to. I'm doing my best not to look it up. But <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. Was a cabin in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Uh. This is weird. I, I, if you go to the Wikipedia page, it does like. You don't see this on anything else where it has like other versions and it's like there were, they, were, they released five versions of, for the song of like the theme song, Welcome to My World, featuring Edita Bartskowitz as a Polish version. It's like, okay, uh, there was a musical theater adaption titled Disney's Winnie the Pooh Kids. Oh. <laughs> And there, the official Winnie the Pooh 2011 movie plush was released shortly after the movie came out. That is the entirety. It has a headline in the Wikipedia page. It's plush that you can skip right to. And it's just that one sentence that says they released a plush of it in 2011 for the movie. Which kind of knocks out, like, was there other, what the merchandise thing? Like, yeah. Uh, video game wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for, for, it's hard to talk about this one because, like, like, no, there wasn't a sequel, but also, yes, there was a sequel because it's just. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh, and uh, if you just kind of break down Winnie the Pooh's history for Disney, like, do you tie in everything like we did with the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Like, what came out after it? Like, uh, let's, boy, oh, 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 Lord, I'm just now, I'm, I'm completely lost on this stupid. Uh, uh, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh came out in 1977. So Winnie the Pooh came out in 2011, and then the next movie is Christopher Robin in 2018. Right. Uh, it's a live action. It's not animated. Um, I guess, you know, it is animated, but not. In- yeah, it's computer. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. 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 They, uh, they, weren't, they weren't real stuff animal Yeah. I, 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 I refuse to believe. Uh, straight to video. Anything else afterwards that was straight to video? It does. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No, there was something bef- just before in, in 2010. Was there was. 
Pooh's Grand Adventure. Da, 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 da. Super, super duper super sleuths is the third Winnie the Pooh film based on the series My Friends Tigger and Pooh. That was 2010. Uh, <laughs> it was a heffalump time. Yeah. Let's see, short films. There's all the short films. Anything? Nothing after that. TV series. Well, we know Winnie the Pooh's been. Disney. Video games, yeah. Yeah. Video games, Kingdom Hearts, obviously. Pooh's Home Run Derby with uh, was 2010. <laughs> so, uh, and then I think Pooh was in. He was in that Mickey Magical World game for three years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, theme park attractions. Yes, there's the, the Mickey yeah, we've already talked about that. Nothing specifically for this movie. It's more based off of a blustery day from the original Many Adventures movie. So, yep. you know, it's there's not much to talk about with this with this movie. It's just a sweet little movie. It's just nice it's, to sort of fill this, have this here until you start to go into more crazier movies going forward. Yeah, it's like you you said it's empty calories. Is what it is. Yeah, it's a movie that I don't search out and will never search out but i'm always happy after i watch it because it's, yeah. a, it's an upbeat happy go lucky movie um so you know and, and then you compare it to like so so the next movie is wreck it ralph uh which is a movie that has like def- like is much longer and has more defined like characters and like sad subplots and yeah. like like and like you know, it's a it's a who done it in a bit, a little bit too, and stuff. So and there's 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 secondary characters in that movie that JJ and I are going to talk about at length, at length, probably. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be. It's it's going to be. It's just going to be all based around the uh, therapy session. So the, yeah, it's like why is Zayn's calves so hairy? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, boy, we're gonna. That's going to boy. The, Get, get get ready. It'll be a yeah. long episode next week. Spoiler alert. Uh, we like video games. Yeah. Oh particularly boy. Older ones. Yeah, particularly older ones that all of these are focused on. Um Okay, Nick, 2011. Uh the number one highest grossing movie of the year is also the movie that the Many Adventures of Winnie the, or Winnie the Pooh opened up against. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows uh, Part 2. <laughs> Oh snap! So the last of the series. Yeah, yeah. It it opened up against it. There, there mm. was, there was uh, snowballs, chance, and heck that uh, <laughs> that well, was going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't open up like directly, directly against it, but like close enough to really just because I think the yeah, I think like Harry. Potter opened uh, uh, in... Oh, I guess it wasn't that close. I thought it was. It says here... Huh. There must be some sort of... Huh. I don't know. It's weird. Because it opened in April and this opened in July, so I don't know. But it said earlier that it made less money because of like and, and other things that I saw. It must have been like worldwide release. Didn't Captain America come out around the same time? Uh, which what was the 2011 one? It would have been Captain, right? Of course, Avenger. Yeah, yeah. Course, Avenger, and then something else too. I forget yeah. what else. Uh, uh, 
Let's see. Despite favorable reviews, Winnie the Pooh underperformed at the American box office due to opening on the same weekend as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. So when did Harry Potter opened in the United States on... Oh, okay. So July 15th. Four and Cap came out in 2011. Yes, that's right. They were closed. Oh, yeah. So these did. So, okay. And Winnie the Pooh had its world premiere in Belgium in 2000 in April and it opened July 15th. And so did uh, Harry Potter open July 15th in America oh, as well. Yeah. So they opened up against, they opened up against one. And I was like, I, I read that more than once. How is it different on this particular page? And now I see how, and it makes more sense. Uh, they're going off of its world premiere date instead of its actual like na- nationwide date. Anyways, that was number one. Uh, the number two highest grossing movie of the year. Hey, guess what? None of these highest grossing movies of the year is a Marvel movie. Hmm. Uh, oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be mad when I say it too. Oh God. Uh. Give me a hint. Roll out. The Transform Transformers Two. No, Dark of the Moon, which I think is a three. Three? Is it yeah. three? Yeah. I, I, well, maybe. P- yeah, because. Wait, because. Yeah, it's three. It's three. It's yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. 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 Three, three has the best scene in all of the Transformers movies up until Bumblebee came out, where yeah. it's just the final showdown between Prime and Megatron, which is a really good scene. And I love that scene. Where, where Megatron's like, what would you be without me, Prime? And Prime says, well, let's find out. And then hits him in the head with his arm axe and, and pulls face off. And, and, and pulls his head out, spine and all, like Yay. a Mortal Kombat fatality. And that's it. Like, oh man, that's the Prime being a complete badass. I love this. Yeah. And you know, it's in it, it in its Optimus Prime. That's the fun thing about those movies mm-hmm. in a sense, where it's like it's still like it's not a different Optimus Prime than I grew up with because it's the same voice actor. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's love. Yeah. I love that. I, that's the best part of that movie by a long shot. Little, and little shattered glass prime. We got there going. Yeah. Uh, number three, pirates of the Caribbean on stranger tides. That was kind of the weakest one. Was that, that was the fourth one, right? I think the, so. The last one, I guess. Wasn't it? Cause you had the first one was curse of the black pearl. Yeah, second one was uh, no. Wait, the last one would have been oh, Dead Men Tell No Tales or something. Because it was World's End. Yeah. What? It's is it the last? The last one has Javier Bardem in it, right? Yes. I'm just now at World's. Okay, so at World's End is the uh, the last one. Yeah. The, the worst of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it is. Wait, no. At World's End is the one has Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah, Stellar Skateboard. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, because Orlando okay, Bloom I'm... wasn't in the last one. No, 
they kind of writ his, wrote his character off. That's that's correct. They had his son or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that last one is Dead Men Tell No Tales. That was 2017. On Stranger Tides is where they kill or have him bring, take the curse of whatever. They yeah. Dead Man Town on Tile. Yeah. Dead's, Dead Man's Chest at World's End on Stranger Tides. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Okay. It was like, Johnny Depp needs money. Yeah. Uh, that first movie, I love an awful lot. It's a I good, really like it is um, probably one of my it might be my favorite Hans Zimmer score. It's yeah, cool. it's I, close. The, the 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 theme song to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is like really good. Yeah, my my wife was in uh, Color Guard in high school, so she likes to go to like high school band competitions and takes me with her. Yeah. And I, I kid you not, at least one one high school like oh, from yeah. Chico, California, they're doing the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, two and three are just okay, but it's like they shouldn't have been two movies, and the second movie suffers because it has to be part one of two. Yeah, uh, and it sucks. Like it ends on the biggest cliffhanger possible, and part three doesn't exactly have the greatest. Like yeah you know wrap up uh, on stranger tides was not good no number four no. uh dead men tell no tales was okay it's yeah. still not great javier bardem's character was really fun i you know the, the thing that's cool about um uh on stranger tides was um or no it wasn't on stranger tides it's the two and three like the cg on uh, what you call on um Davy Jones is like yeah insanely good yes it is like it's it's like re- recognized as being like going above and beyond like what CG was doing at the time so his tentacle face yeah yeah Javier Bardem's character is alright it's, it's it's okay it's more it it feels like it's trying to be the first one a lot more like yeah um which is fine but yeah no, it's not great. Javier Bardem's is fine he's good yeah. too. I like him for a yeah. Uh Number, yeah, number four, Breaking Dawn Part One. Uh, ah. Twilight Breaking, yeah. yeah. Uh, number number five is Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. I like Ghost Protocol. I like Pro- Ghost Protocol an awful lot. Everything like, I've always liked the Mission Impossible movies, like except for like two is like the worst of them all. Um, yeah. Wait, like is t- is two the worst though? I think so. Which one had Nicholas so. in it? Was it two or three? I I I don't remember that much. Uh, two was little... two was the one that was directed by John Woo. Uh, oh wait, I actually kind of like two because it, it, it's when we throw the sunglasses and they explode, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's also the one where they overdo the uh, face t- thing. Like yeah, every other that. every sure. other scene is somebody like, oh no, but it wasn't him; it was him, and it's like straight like the entire movie is that like and they have the craziest um like directors so the first mission impossible brian de palma uh yeah you don't think of yeah you know what that movie's good that first mission impossible it's is real so- good uh number oh. two oh. number two, yeah 
Number two is John Woo, who I love John Woo, but I don't like John Woo's American movies. Yeah. Uh, his his Chinese stuff is, you know, his Hong Kong action movies are way better. You know, Inspector Tequila, you know, Hard Boiled is like so good. You know, I have an autograph of John Woo. I have a laser disc autograph of John Woo. Um, he was going to do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie at one point. That would have been bonkers. Yeah. I would have probably been more inclined I'm, to watch it. It would have been like he would have been like Raphael, like swinging his size around as like doves are flying around him yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and now Mission Impossible 3 is J.J. Abrams. Now, you see, you don't like American John Woo, but he did face off, sir. I, you, that's what I, was, I said. I said I mostly don't like oh, okay. American John Woo. You don't like face off? Of course. Everyone loves face off. Why do you not like face off? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Mission Impossible 3 is J.J. Abrams. Mission Impossible 4, the one that we just in 2011, is Brad yeah. Bird. <laughs> Bird. Yeah, and now it's Christopher McQuarrie is just sort of the guy. Ralph uh, McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie. Of the, um, Chris, Christopher McQuarrie is best known. He wrote uh, Usual Suspects. Oh. Um, Valkyrie, if you remember that. That movie with uh, Jack. He he also wrote and directed the Jack Reacher movies. Uh, He wrote Edge of Tomorrow. He's a big Tom Cruise guy. Sounds Uh, like it, yeah. Because if you look at it, so it's like, okay, so after that, let's see. uh, He did Way of the Gun, was his directorial debut. Uh, Jack Reacher, Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, The Mummy, Mission Impossible, Fallout, Top Gun, Maverick, Mission Impossible 7. Yeah, it's all Tom Cruise movies important. Yeah, he he has an uncredited writing role for X Men and the Wolverine, which I'm assuming because remember there was there was that really small window where Tom Cruise was involved with the X Men movie. The original? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's like don't. a really small window where it's like he like we we're we're kind of trying we're we're thinking about getting him for Wolverine. <laughs> oh, he would have been a terrible Wolverine. He would have been about the right size, but that's about yeah, it. Right of like I don't mean like hammy Tom Cruise, like yeah. Tom Cruise and up Wolverine. Like, yeah. You want to make him like Cyclops or something. That's yeah. Fine. He also wrote an episode of NYPD Blue. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a wall and dinner friends, but <laughs> Do you know how hard that is for me to narrow it down? Uh, I'm just looking at John Woo movies now just because it's like, yeah, the killer. Hell yeah. Hard boiled. Broken arrow. (laughs) Broken arrow? Yes. Yes to broken arrow. Hard target. Remember hard target? I do. But now think about broken arrow. (laughs) Wind talkers. Paycheck. What happens, guys, is that John Travolta still... Of of a, a stealth fighter, yeah. A Christian Slater's his co-pilot. Yep. This is one they're like, we're gonna make Christian Slater an action star. Also, soundtrack by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by John Woo and uh, heavily featuring Howie Long. <laughs> yeah, it had Howie Long as the heavy. Like he had just retired. Like I'm doing Fox Sports. And now we'll be in this movie. I'm going to be in Broken Arrow as well. Which Broken is... Arrow. No, listen. There's, there's, good two good, there's two good Christian Slater action movies. Yeah. Broken Arrow and Hard Rain. Hard Rain, baby. <laughs> Hard Rain is the superior of the two. Uh, number six movie of the year was Kung Fu Panda 2. I've never seen any of those. I saw the first one. 
It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I like Jack Black. He's all right. He's, he's all right yeah. in my book. Uh, number seven, a personal favorite of mine, Fast Five. Yeah. I love that. I love me some Fast Five. I know, you like you you unapologetically love the Fast and the Furious movies, which I've I love I love I love everything. Five is one through four. It was just sort of it was ironically love them, mm-hmm. but then five. It's like no, actually, I think I actually do love these movies now. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's something silly about that, and I need to make sure the timing. Okay, so uh, it opened April 29th. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That that lines up. Opened April 29th. I remember going to see it because me and my cousin go to see every Fast and the Furious movie. Right. Uh, became a big running gag for all of us. Like I would like at, like after we saw the first one, we thought the funniest thing in the world was the fact that they just kept saying "nos" all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that just became a joke. We would text each other that. I came home from school, high school one day. And there was just like a bottle of NOS energy drink on my front porch. Like you just saw it at the 7 Eleven and dropped it. And so we went to go see Fast Five and we both loved it. Uh, Fast Five is a bonkers action movie. It completely abandons what Fast and the Furious was completely by five. They introduce The Rock, it becomes an action movie. They drive a safe, two cars drag a safe through uh, Rio de Janeiro. It's exciting. Uh, but I also remember leaving the theater and looking at Twitter and seeing that Bin Laden had been killed. So it's just like that's stuck in my brain. It's like I just went to go see Fast Five and then Bin Laden died. It's like, wow, yeah. that's, this is the most American thing I've ever done in my life. You learned it from Twitter. I heard it from John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Which I can only assume it was him. It sounded like him, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was no way of really verifying his really no identity. Yeah, I, I wasn't even watching a podcast. It was a live feed. I don't. Yeah, it was like <laughs> an empty arena, and I heard John Cena's voice. Yeah, just an empty been... ring with like they just piped in in the audio. He was yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, number eight was the Hangover Part Two. Yeah, they probably should have stopped at that. Yeah, that's a bad movie. It's it's not even like funny. <laughs> Hey, you know, it's a movie and road trip, but hey, you know, I guess he gives Zach Galifianakis money. So, yeah, you know, that's okay. That part's okay with me. Like, yeah, I mean, he can't coast on between two ferns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number nine, the Smurfs. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? And number 10, Cars 2. Keep in mind, I want to keep keep this in mind. Captain Captain America and Thor came out this year. And the Smurfs 2 has a higher... These are worldwide grosses, keep in mind. The the, the, the Marvel movies don't become this big thing uh, overseas until Avengers, really. Um, Yeah, which is the next year. The next one, which will be next year. Um, But yeah, the Smurfs. Top the 10 smart? highest grossing $564 million worldwide gross. God, this is like, this is like the, the point where like, we're going to do the Smurfs and Alvin the Chipmunks. I can't yeah, even no. talk the Smurfs movie because I, I, I keep thinking it's Jason, Jason Lee, but 
It's Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, Jason Lee's in the Chipmunks movie. Yeah, uh, the Smurfs surpassed Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel, as the highest grossing live action slash animated film of all oh, time. God. The Shrek franchise became the first animation film series to gross more than $3 billion with the release of Puss in Boots in 2011. Jesus. Can't wait till they make a hey. snork movie with Andy Samberg. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely see a snorks movie. You would go see a snorks movie? Just because of how like insane it is that like in like 2025 when the theaters were allowed to go to theaters again and they're, they're yep. the first one of the first things they put in the theaters is a snorks movie snorks movie <laughs> uh film of the year the artist oh yeah the black the black and white silent movie that was yeah, like hand, that was like handcrafted to win academy awards yeah the the uh it is it is one of those movies were um uh, did la la land come out this year too I don't think 2011 though. Okay. That's but it's like the trend where they, there's there's like these Hollywood movies where it's Hollywood of its own ass. Yeah, those those tend to be the kinds of movies that like Hollywood loves a good movie that loves Hollywood. You know, yeah. for better or worse, you know, you get like the artists, you get La La Land, even something like Once a Time Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> just... Except that movie's good. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything bad about that movie. That movie, uh, I. Listen, I'm going to be blunt and honest. I think it's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. I you love know, that movie. it might be mine, and I and I and I love Django and Inglorious Bastards, but it's probably my favorite too. Just yeah. because it's, it's my favorite. It's probably my favorite Brad Pitt movie. Yes. Yeah, Brad Pitt is just killing it in that movie. He's such a good. Yeah. It's the one. It's it doesn't seem like he's trying very hard either. Like it just seems like this is just how Brad Pitt kind of is. He's just chilling <laughs> and being yeah. Brad Pitt in this movie. Let's see what was nominated for the best picture this year, shall we? Sure. Uh, the artist, which one? The the Descendants with George Clooney, not the Disney uh, <laughs> villains. Wow. Uh, no, this is a George Clooney uh, movie that I don't remember. Extremely loud and incredibly close. The help. Remember the help. Hugo. No. Oh, you don't remember Hugo. the Hugo. Oh, I love yeah. Hugo. Yeah, okay. Now I remember the help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 the made the the, yes. the made movie that by made a, yeah. Yeah. Hugo. Love Hugo. That movie's cool. Um Hugo came out like it's like we're gonna make Hugo and Ten Ten a thing and it just didn't work. Yeah, Hugo's a really good movie, and I love it. Sort of like splicing in like the weird uh, George VA like nonsense into it and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, and it's Martin Scorsese movie, which is always so weird. Yeah, because uh, you think like that doesn't seem like a Martin Scorsese movie, and then you look at Martin Scorsese movies, and like oh, it's just that all of his biggest movies are these gangster movies, and like everything else is like super weird and not like what you expect out of him, like like Passion of the Christ or yeah, Temptation. Sorry, yeah, I'm just looking at his like uh, <laughs> Mean Streets. That's definitely in his The King of Comedy, <laughs> The Color of Money, which is always funny with me. That like you know oh, what? yeah, that's I like right. Color of Money, yeah. Last, temp- Last Temptation of Christ, Cape yeah. Fear remake, Kundun, oh. Kundun, which has a very uh, important p- place in Disney history. <laughs> Got them kicked out of China for the longest yeah. time. 
the aviator. <laughs> I love aviator. Yeah. He does Shutter Island, Hugo, then Wolf on Wall Street. <laughs> he's like oh, he's Caprio. Yeah. He's doing Killers of the Flower Moon. That'll be an interesting uh I read that book. He's like, he's doing Kill the Kill. Like, what? what oh, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could just picture him like 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 James Cameron gave him a, a bootleg uh, fan sub of Kill the Kill. And now he's like all in on, after he after he made his uh, Alita movie. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Midnight in Paris. Moneyball. War Horse. Oh, yeah, and Moneyball's a good movie for the most yeah. part. It's it's like it's like one of those biopics <clears throat> that's like, oh, this is mostly wrong, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And Tree of Life, which uh, boy howdy is that? Also another Brad Pitt movie. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Tree of Life. No, I'm not. It is a it is a Terrence Malick movie that tells you what to expect out of Tree of Life. Um, I don't know if you've seen how many uh, Terrence Malick movies. I don't. Uh, know. I don't believe I have. Thin, thin Red Line. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. New World. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's something else. It like starts off with like dinosaurs and. <laughs> It's uh, the film begins with a quotation from the Book of Job. <laughs> Afterwards, a mysterious flame light flickers into darkness, and then it's like, yeah, it it goes through like the history of time in a weird way. It shows like the universe getting created, and it's just like this insane uh, history of the world. <laughs> tree of life. I'm like, yeah. so like yeah. the tr- it's a tree, yeah. and it gives a boy an apple, and then he's old. He's a place to sit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this guy. I got Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain, and Sean Penn in it. Mm. So, well, yeah. Lee and Sean Penn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best animated film. Uh, if you went, <laughs> that's that's perfect. Uh, the Baftas and the Academy Awards gave it to Rango. I like Rango. And uh, the Golden Globes. Gave it to uh, Tintin. Oh well, there you go. We're talking, we're talking about Tintin. Uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, you know I don't what? know if you ever did. You see Tintin? Man. I I did see Tintin. I did see Tintin. I like that's, I, I thought it was all right. It's weird seeing those character models in like three dimensional space. But I remember watching the cartoon on HBO back in the eighties. I think. <laughs> yeah. Anything else really exciting come out this year? Let's look. Uh, the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. You know, it came out twenty eleven. Ah, Green Lantern. Oh yeah, it did. A hobo with a shotgun came out in two thousand eleven. Riker Howard. Yeah. Uh, Nomeo and Juliet. Oh, Limitless. Oh, Limitless is okay. <laughs> they made that into a TV series. Remember? They did. Oh, and then the bad remake of the thing. Yeah. Wait, yes. it's, it's, it's not a remake. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah. It's showing the other the, the the other science team before right network. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, oh, looks like the gray came out, which is what my dad fell in love with Liam Neeson. Yeah, 
Oh, Paul came out. Remember Paul, the uh, yeah, 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 Simon Pegg alien movie. Another. There's uh, Rango. There's Rango. Uh, sucker uh, uh, Paul. Uh, <laughs> this is this is not a pro Zack Snyder podcast. <laughs> so, uh, oh, drive. Uh, drive's all right. Drive angry. Yeah. Actually, the the real title is Drive Angry in 3D. Or no, actually, it's Drive Angry Shot in 3D. That's the full title of that movie. Oh God, you know what's came out this year? Big Mama's House, like, like two or three. <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. Ah, uh, yeah. Greg, how did you? How did you sucker both Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford? Oh man, remember Beastly? Do you remember that movie? Where it was like yeah, that weird. It was that, like it was in that vein in of the, Twilight. Yeah, yeah, Twilight, Beauty and the Beast with Vanessa Hudgens and what? Wasn't she also in Sucker Punch? I, I think so. And also, like one of the Olsen twins was in it. <laughs> Gross, dude. Battle Los Angeles. The Lincoln Lawyer. Well, was it? Oh, Mars Needs Moms, which we could do a whole episode about the sort of impact Mars Needs Moms has on... the rock in it, didn't it? What? Did I have the rock in it? No, that was a different sci-fi <laughs> space exploration animated film that did horribly. Was that Planet 51 or was it... Yeah. Or was that the one, or was that the yeah. one with the Bazinga guy? I can never... No, the one with Bazinga guy was Home. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, uh, no, uh, Mars Needs Moms w- was a movie that performed so poorly for Disney that it like changed everything going forward. Like yeah. movies, movies that were being made were canceled and stuff just because it was like such a poorly conceived and released film. Like they were working on a Yellow Submarine remake. Uh, Oh no! Yeah, and that, they, they like they put a teaser trailer out for like D twenty three and everything, and it got and it was going to be um, what's his name um, uh, Polar Express and that Christopher that Christmas Carol and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, it was going to be him, so it was going to be that creepy, uncanny valley CG sort of thing with the Yellow Submarine, but like that that movie failed, and so like they canceled that, and like it started changing some like concepts for other sequels and like original content and stuff coming forward. And like, yeah, it, it hurt a lot of, uh, uh, Disney, uh, stuff. We should talk about that movie one time. (laughs) Uh, source code by David Bowie's kid, which was his follow up to moon, Mm. which it's a good movie. It's not as good as moon. I don't know if you ever saw moon. Uh, no, I, I think I made the joke last time about these, the, uh, 3ds game. 3ds fps game yeah Ooh, attack the block came out that's a good movie with john boyega it's like one of his like first movie roles it's really good um also this year the jason momoa conan Ooh. Eh. oh rio came out that remember that that was like the oh, angry birds yeah. movie yeah <laughs> but like everyone thought it was the angry birds movie because that's like at the peak angry birds is 2011 like <laughs> I'm I still play Angry Birds 2 on my phone. Hop. Oh, yeah. CG was just becoming this thing. Hop yeah. came out here. Hannah. Remember that? That was good. That that, that movie that's Rambo, but with the little girl. 
No, I actually, I probably watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just recently had a uh, TV series on Amazon, but they like cut out one of it's like the movie is Hannah H A N N A and the series yeah. is H A N A. Uh, so it's like Cab. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> Hannah Heller is a 15 year old girl who lives with her father in rural northern Finland. Since the age of two, Hannah has been trained by Eric, an ex CIA operative. Uh, from Germany to be a skilled assassin. He teaches her hand-to-hand combat and drills her target shooting. And then like, uh, she does, then she like goes into like the woods and stuff like that. Like it is, it is, it is first blood. Not it's like, cool. I'll, I'll check it out. That sounds yeah. Interesting. yeah. It was good. Uh, I, I forget if it's got like anyone in it, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, no, I like that movie. Uh, anything else? Arthur, Arthur remake with uh, Russell Brand, which was great casting for yeah. a bad idea. Scream. Was he, he trapped between the moon and New York City? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Scream Four. Yeah, that's the one with uh, I... Emma Roberts. Uh, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Emma Roberts. Yep. Hayden yeah. Panettiere. I like those movies. I like them all. They, I like the way they play into the tropes of where they're three's falling bad. in their own. Uh, three's what? Three's, yeah, three's bad, but three's like bad. it's also making fun of like, but they do a good job at like eh, trilogies, like the third movies tend to be garbage anyways, and yeah. it sort of it hobbles them themselves because they have to make, they're making a bad movie about bad movies and like Didn't Let's Craven come back for Scream 4? Yeah, no, it's directed by Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Atlas Shrugged <laughs> came out this year. That movie is something that that's got a fun history to it. There's Thor. There's Medea's Big Happy Family. Hoodwinked Two. Bridesmaids. That was a big movie. Is this when Tyler Perry started getting big? Mm, no, we're in the middle of Tyler Perry being big at this point. Like he, that man has made a ton of money. And just never stops. Like, like, yeah. If like, I I don't know what his career is doing right now since like he can't have a movie in theaters. But I can just I just assume that his stuff still is being released. Just like it's not it's not in our circles. Like, it's always funny because you know you you constantly see, like you'll look at like the box office and you'll see like a Medea movie or a Tyler Perry movie is number one. It's like I never saw a trailer for this. How could it possibly be number one? And then you realize like, well. I'm not watching the TV channels where this is pl- going to play. Like, cause you know, it's like BET and lifetime yeah, and it's, it's hallmark not, and things like, yeah, it's not it's my not targeted my, toward me. Yeah. A, a middle-aged white man. Yeah. yeah but it's just like, you would think it would like somehow like make its way into my field of vision, but just almost every time never does. Yeah. It's weird. Cause like, there's sort of weird thing with Hollywood where, and it's, it's racist because like, yeah. like, I didn't know Uncle Drew was coming out till like it was bef- a trailer before Black Panther. Yeah, I was like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, what the did heck you, is this movie? Did you Did you see Uncle Drew? I watched parts of Uncle Drew. I watched that the entire thing in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I think twice because I watched it. And I was like, "All right, that was fun." And my dad watched it, and my dad really liked it, so I wanted to watch it again. And I'm like. I guess I've got nothing better to do. And this is like, you know, a year later and watch uncle Drew yeah. again. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm watching this movie again. I was fine, but I don't. <laughs> it's like, if you look at your dad, like how I look at my dad, like 
my dad loves the Friday movies in barbershop. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, Melancholia came out this year. Uh, Lars Van Trier, not known for making easygoing movies. Uh, <laughs> they are all very hard, gut-wrenching watches. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 2. X-Men First Class. Great. Uh, up after two, that was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Two, uh, first class. First class was funny because it was just one of those movies where clearly Fox had no faith in it. Uh, they just pushed it out. And there was no marketing. There was no merchandising. There was nothing nope. for X-Men first class. There was like one poster and it was just like a very simple Xavier school, like logo poster. Yeah. That was it. That was the extent it. of the X-Men first class. Stuff. And, and, and then, then the movie like, came out and everyone saw it. Everyone was like, this movie's great. What? This movie's great. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you say, like, uh, Kevin Bacon, Sebastian Shaw. Like, what? What? But then you what watch it, like, nah, nah, he's pretty freaking good as Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. It, it, and it's got, like, it, it, it gives you, it gives you more X-Men. Like, you get to experience some more X-Men that you didn't get to have been in the movies yet and stuff. Yeah. And, and you get to. Uh, get the Lawrence in the movie, though. Yeah. Too much Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that becomes a recurring theme from here on out, too. Yeah. So, uh, Tell me but, but thank God, it, like, it opened the door to, like, oh, well, the X Men is saved. And then their very next movie is Days of Future Past, which, when X Men movies were being made, neither of us would have expected Days of Future Past to be. No. Well, was it was this one and then The Wolverine? Yeah, the Wolverine. Because the end credits of the Wolverine set up Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, yeah. yeah Days uh, of Future Past is still good. What was that? Days of Future Past is one of the. Yeah, it's that one's super good. good. Like, yeah. You get soft, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the Wolverine is an interesting one because, like, it's good, but like, I, I never want to like go back to it very often. Like, uh, that is. I, I remember, the only thing I remember about the Wolverine is that it was the most yoked Hugh Jackman has been. Yeah, uh, and also like the unrated cut is particularly violent, which is nice. There's like yeah. actual like blood, blood being sh- spewed everywhere. Um, and then they take that deleted scene out with the costume, which I hate. Which yeah. like, no, why would you take it out? Yeah, and then uh, and you get Bone Claws Wolverine, which is which yeah. is neat. Uh, it's always a bummer. I always ho- could you imagine a Fatal Attractions movie? <laughs> the I X-Men would... Fatal Attractions, not yeah. the uh, actual. Listen, man, I don't know what the Spider-Man uh, multiversing is going to set up. Yeah, if I get if I get like uh, Fossbender, like willing the adamantium out of like you, Jackman. Oh. That's so, gonna be dope. I would love, I would love a movie universe where Magneto has a secret base on on an asteroid. Like, mm-hmm. like the X Men have to go into space to fight Magneto. Hell yeah, let's do this. Let's make these movies. Let's do it. You guys have, you guys have proven time now that it's it's all fair game. You've got time travel. You've got cosmic nonsense going on yep. now. You know, if you can do the Infinity Gauntlet, you can do stinking. Uh, would you? Would you put all the acolytes in there, though? Of course, but that's just me. But they kind of suck. They do, but that's part of the charm. They suck. So when they, <laughs> they really suck, I mean, not just as characters, <laughs> just like just kind of suck. I always liked the scene in 
the Fatal Attractions issue of Wolverine, where where you finally learn that his claws are bone the whole time, and the yeah. onomatopoeia they write for his claws coming out of his skin, which is just like a wet like schluck, yeah, uh, is so good. And he says he's just sitting there with his claws out, blood pouring down his hands. It's a good visual and a good sound effect. My my favorite. My favorite moment from Fatal Attractions, and it was also in Wolverine comic, was where he's like, he's headed toward the light, and, and Ileana, like Colossus' his sister's there, yeah, and he's like, he wants to die, and like life just won't let him, it's yeah. clinging on, him. yeah. I was like, well, I felt bad for him. he wanted to die, dude. Yeah, that's the first. I think that, and I think that's sort of the first time where in the X Men stuff where it sort of starts hinting at like the sort of healing factor like the actual sort of price that is paid like right. the, the trauma that he's constantly having to go through uh and there's gonna he know there's he has zero way of knowing when that's gonna, when it's finally yeah. gonna end for him yeah uh, and it's sad you feel bad for him you're like yeah. oh man he wants to go let him go yeah. he's been around since like canonically at this point since like the 1800s uh so yeah. you know. but we don't we don't know when the fatal attractions yeah. come out, we don't know we don't know that yet yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um not for another like 20 years to <laughs> do like the origin comic or something uh no, i guess that would have been 2002 or something origin yeah yeah well, no, yeah that's about 20 years i think you're right yeah let's do it damn yeah. old uh, Super 8 came out this year. Remember Super 8? I do. That's okay. Yeah. Bad t- There's Green Lantern. Open the, same t- open the same day as Bad Teacher and Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> Here's the thing about Green Lantern. I don't think it's as bad as everybody, including Ryan Reynolds, makes it out to be. Yeah. it's No, it's not great. No. It- it's actually also a really bad, like, Hal Jordan interpretation. Yeah. Uh, he's much closer to like uh Guy Gardner Kyle. or yeah. Kyle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh but yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's yeah. fine. It's the, it's cool when you're on like seeing all on the planet seeing all of the lanterns, all the lantern core and stuff and like yeah. it has oh. it it has its cool moments in it and it's 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 better than the Zack Snyder DC yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Michael Clark Dunga's Kilowog's good choice. Yes, it yes. is a good choice. Uh, it's just it's it you know it suffers most of all from bad CG. Yeah, uh, if if it was if they spent more money on it and had better uh, effects, it probably would have been a better movie overall. But yeah. you know, it comes across as cheap, and when it comes when it looks cheap, it feels cheap, and when it feels cheap, you're just like, what? What? Look, look at this low rent superhero stinking Captain yeah. America thing going on here. Stop Some this. say there's there's still Dollar General stores nationwide with Green Lantern figures on them. <laughs> there are. I mean, that's that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Cars two sucks. Don't watch it. Yeah. Transformers. Anything sucks. Else? Don't watch it. Monte Carlo. The collaborator. Her reels of Monte Carlo. What the yeah. hell? Captain America, the first Avenger. So I was having a little discussion with my wife about this movie, oh. and she likes she likes the first Avenger up until, or like she likes it up until Star Spangled Man with a Plan, and then she said <laughs> after that it becomes a boring war movie. 
<laughs> oh. I was like, okay, I get it. And yes, yeah. Star Spangled Man with the Plant is my favorite part of that movie. It's, it's great. It is great. Uh, no, I just recently watched that movie again for the first time in a very long time. And I was like, boy, I really do really like this movie, huh? Because it really is. It, it's a golden age comic book brought to it life. Is. It's great. It okay. has all of the, it has all of the sort of writing and aesthetic and feel of a golden age c- Captain America. It doesn't try to modernize it in any way, shape or form until the very, 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 very end. No. And, and then, do you remember like the the whole discussion about like wait the Chris Evans look like Captain America? Yeah, like Human Torches. <laughs> and now you you're like oh yeah he's perfect dude. Yeah yeah that guy, yeah that the, guy. Is... The the the, the uh, speaking of effects you know you had that but like the effect of him being a small scrawny guy is really impressive. It still is. Yeah. It still yeah. looks convincing. Yeah. Let's see anything else big. Final Destination Five, Phineas yep. and Ferb movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you know I own that movie. I've never watched it. Never watched it, huh? No. Is that the? Is that the? That's the one with. Um, is that the first? Is that the? Is that the first one in the reboot? I think it is. It's what's with what's his face? Yes, yes, it's the first in the reboots. Uh, what's that guy's name? God. I mean, that's a loaded question because there's lots of guys in that movie. Uh, you got James Franco? James Franco. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Then yes, it's James Franco and John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... I, so I bought that 50th anniversary Planet Apes set a while back. Yeah. yeah. And I've only like watched like the the, the original ones. Like, Yeah. No, uh, Rise in particular is very, very, very good. Uh, okay. I really, I really like Rise. Uh, the second one is okay. The third one is more disappointing. Um, but you know, it is what it is, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I really like that. I really like rise of the planet of the apes. All right. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Oh, uh, and praised oh, Andy awesome. and, and praised Andy circuses, uh, Caesar. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, yeah, I think this is one of the like because he died in 2013, so yeah, yeah so he has a website that publishes his reviews. I know, yeah, so. yeah, he was still doing it himself, so and he was still being printed in the newspaper, so yeah. uh, Glee movie, The Help, Conan the Barbarian, Fright Night, <laughs> yeah, the one with uh, oh, geez, that's right, it had uh. God, it was it's got David Tennant in it and Tony Collette. <laughs> it's uh jeez, what the hell is it? Colin Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. It... <laughs> I don't know why they made it. Yeah. I, like I also love that the uh original Fright Night uh the name <laughs> is Tom Holland. Like that's the original creator, Fright Night, which is just funny. Yeah. Like you're looking at it's like, like Google Tom. Like, what do I know Tom Holland from? And you're like, no, not not Fright Night. I mean, I love Fright Night, but I don't need to see. That. Yeah, the, the original Fright Night is just campy nonsense. Yes, but like it's good. Yeah, no, I love Fright Night. I love that first Fright Night. Ronnie uh, McDowell, baby. Yeah. Um. 
and oh, there's somebody else in it. Like uh, Chris Sarandon is the vampire. Like student Sarandon's brother. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Ooh, they're gonna make a thing for a minute, and then like, no, oh, no, no, it's uh, somebody. There's somebody weird in it, and I can't remember who it is. It's like, wait, really? He's in yeah. this when you when you watch it now. Oh. <laughs> Not no. Fright Night 2, right? No, no. Uh, no. Well, maybe Fright Night 2. Wasn't like... Nah. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's... Singing of Love at First Bite starring Jim Carrey. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Fright Night remake sucks. Don't watch it. Yep. Uh, Abduction, that movie with Taylor Lautner where it was so bad that it was like, well, that killed his career post-Twilight. So. Yep. <laughs> Da, 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 da. The Three Musketeers, Apollo 18. Oh, oh man. They were really going for some weird heart. They were going for some weird uh, horror stuff in the asleep. Yeah. They were just, everyone was trying to figure out what does, what's horror these days? And it's Space. like, well, yes. Yeah, what if we don't talk about the 18th Apollo mission because something bad? It's like, isn't that just the, the Transformers movie that just came out that it was about? No, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. That's great. Contagion is great. I like Contagion. <laughs> Weird uh, Steven Soderbergh movie with Matt Damon and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> oh, I hear my son arguing in the background. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's to be expected in your household, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a very rare non-disaster movie. Roland Emmerich movie came out in 2011 anonymous that shakespeare movie oh yeah 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 the word it's like he's ghost written or something like that yeah 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 yeah. uh real steel remember real steel that's a good movie is that the one you jackman that's the hugh jacksman hugh jacksman huge jacked man uh robot boxing movie yeah rock'em sock'em robots the movie fighting around the world I have to. I, I'm you know what? I'm clicking on that because I have to assume that at some point in its production, they're like, let's make a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Couldn't su- secure the yeah. license. And then just like, well, okay. Like, it we made a battleship movie. Yeah, let's it doesn't. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Uh, yeah, they should have made uh, Karate Fighters. Yeah. Sponsoring this in, in your house peer review. Yeah, well, the problem with Karate Fighters is that they were all very clearly ripoffs of like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat characters. So, <laughs> did they not make a Karate Fighter Street Fighter though? I think they did eventually. Yeah, I think there was a Ryu and Ken two pack. Uh, oh man, the Raid Redemption came out this year. Hell yes, watch the Raid Redemption. Okay. It is one of the best action movies I have ever watched in my life. Uh, it's Gareth Evans. Uh, directed it uh but it's uh which you would know from um um uh what what was the one that he he's like doing like the gangs of london tv series that's out right now and he did like um oh, oh there was something else <laughs> yeah um but i there's something that he was like attached to very recently that i can't remember um, oh, he's doing his next film is called, uh, or his his re- most recent film was called Apostles, starring Dan Stevens. Mm. 
which released on, uh, let's see, there was something weird that he was attached to, some comic book movie that he was attached to at some point. I can't remember what it is now. Let's see if I can what? find. Oh, he was. At, oh, he passed on. He was offered Justice League Dark. Ah. Uh. And also, uh, he had he pitched an idea for a Deathstroke movie, which he would do a great death. So, uh, the raid <laughs> is uh, one of those movies that it's like um, it takes place in like one location, mm-hmm. and it's just like this guy having to fight like all of these gang leaders and gang members and stuff in like. A, like a dilapidated apartment building kind of thing. It's it's just violent, explosive filled. Like remember that dread movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the same how, vein how as that. Hallway dread. fight scenes are there in this movie? Uh, it's all hallway fights. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of the hallway fights. And and there's definitely a sequel called The Raid Two. Uh, that uh, and it's Indonesian. Like it's got a white director, but the movies are Indonesian. Uh, so they're great. Absolutely could not. And they're cheap. I think you get like a two pack at like a Best Buy for like thirteen bucks. Yep. Moneyball, uh, Goon. I've seen Goon. Yeah, I figured you would have. <laughs> Sean William that? Scott. Sean William Scott in a hockey Le- movie. But but it has Leif Schreiber in it too. Yeah, it does. Uh, which uh, I just love Leif Schreiber. So yeah, best part of uh, Wolverine Origins. He's the best part of a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the oh, they they did the re, 3D re-release of the Lion King. When I say yeah. 3D re-release, I mean the 3D uh, where the special glasses, not the 3D CG. <laughs> yeah. Or the case. Yeah. I think when my wife and I went to see it, we're like, uh, "Can we just watch? We're gonna just watch the 2D version that's also out." Uh, Straw Dogs remake for some reason. Uh, the Human Centipede two full sequence. Oh, well, finally. Yeah, I, I, I definitely saw all of those movies. <laughs> yeah. Ask, I saw all the Human Centipedes. AMA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if your first question, if your first question is why, the answer is I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you are. Didn't you say like one of the last movies you saw in theaters was Suspiria? No. No, one of the last movies on theaters was The Fog. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I definitely I, did see it was definitely Suspirio definitely was close to being one of the last movies I saw in theaters. Like the original, right? The original. I've seen both Suspirias in theaters, thank you very much. Uh, that remake feels like it's four hours long. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a remake. It's just using the same name and uh, the idea of it taking place at a ballet school with witches. <laughs> does it have anybody falling to barbed wire? No, but it does have somebody being forced to perform ballet telepathically oh, yeah. until their body gets completely mutilated and they piss their pants. So, yeah, so, you know, as one does. Yeah, go watch a spirit of the original one. Oh, I love it. It's one beautiful, of the best. It's horrible. Yeah, it's it's like it's. It's not like super violent in terms of how in terms of how the genre. Wait a minute now. In terms, in let me finish the sentence. In terms of what you get from pretty much any other movie from a this director and b 
and B, yeah, Dario Argento, and B, like the genre of giallo horror as a whole. It's that which is saying a lot, considering it's still incredibly violent. It is, uh, but uh, it's also only ninety minutes, and it doesn't really mess around too much. It's just like it's a story yeah. that tells itself and resolves itself all within ninety minutes, and you don't feel like they screwed anything up. So. It- it's just that movie is it's weird because yeah. it's messed up, but like yeah. the color and the lighting of it, it's and they use the color to like bad. yeah they and they use the color to like train you to like learn what's going to happen next and stuff yeah it's good. It's so good it's Snow White and Seven Dwarfs yes uh, anything else Paranormal Activity three nobody cares Tintin yep. and Boots Tower Heist that's all or Tower yeah. Heist what. Was Batista in that? Maybe it's definitely got Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy in it. No, then never mind. <laughs> I think it's some other movie that came out. Uh, the J. Edgar movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is J. Edgar Hoover and Army Hammer. Yeah. Oh, the Muppets! Remember the Muppets uh, revival movie? I saw that in theaters. Me too. That's a great movie. Great soundtrack. I like it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, the lady I, next to me was on her, on looking at Facebook during the movie, and I was pissed off at her because like, <laughs> uh, cool thing about the like, I like it when they do the uh, when they're actually in their telethon thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. now here's you know a barbershop quartet singing "Smells Like Teen Spirit," <laughs> and it's yeah. like, uh, "Haywire," the Gina Carano Channing Tatum action movie. Uh, that doesn't sound like anything I want to watch. <laughs> It's okay. It's Steven Soderbergh. It's okay. It's got Bill Paxton in it. Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas, Ewan McGregor. What, what is <laughs> Michael, this? It's called Haywire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gina Carano, Channing Tatum, Michael Angarano, Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender, Bill Paxton, Michael Douglas, Antonio Banderas. That's your it has all those people who but stars Gina Carano. It's like her first movie, too. And kind of her like, wow. last movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill came out this year. This one was Adam Sandler. Starring Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, and Al Pacino, and Katie Holmes. <laughs> the fatties fart too. Yeah. Adam Sandler. The Gray, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Alvin and the Chipmunks, oh, Chipwrecked. Yep. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Game of Shadows. That one's all right. But in we, we bought a zoo. <laughs> oh god that's also got brad pitt in it uh no we bought a zoo is matt damon <laughs> okay yes yeah, matt damon and scarlett johansson scarlett johansson also thomas hayden church <laughs> and so, the last major movie to release this year in 2011 was the iron lady the margaret thatcher movie with meryl streep margaret thatcher margaret thatcher naked on a cold day <laughs> Naked on a cold day. So that's the movies of 2011. What a crazy year it was. Yep. Um, did any, I'm, I'm, like, I'm now at the like, here's the celebrities that died this year. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that, but also. No, no. no. I saw <laughs> Patrice O'Neill. Oh, man. That's right. You know what? Patrice O'Neill was, was a great comedian, but my favorite thing about Patrice O'Neill that he's ever done, can you guess what it is? No, was, was when it? he was a writer for WWE. Oh, and that's right. And he had a gig, and and he was like, "I was going to pay me so much money," and 
Stephanie's like, well, you can't leave. He's like, well, I'm not doing anything. She's like, yeah, what? You can't leave. He's like, no, it's going to leave. <laughs> well, you're not going to come back. He's like, all right. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> cool. Bye. Uh, bless him. And then he died in 2011. So. Yeah. But uh, anybody who walks away from WWE and tells them to go uh, fornicate themselves. Yeah. Take a long, a, take a long always, walk with a short fear. Yeah. Uh, I'm always a fan of that. Yes. Oh yeah, this is when Ryan Dunn died. He's the uh, jackass. Jackass. Yeah, Peter Falk. Ah, Columbo. Yeah, or or you know, dad or uh, grandpa from uh, Princess Bread. Yes, but uh, I unabashedly love everything about Columbo. I watched that. That's one of those. I will put on an episode of Columbo. Just like, I don't know what to watch. I guess I could just watch this episode of Columbo. That's on like Peacock. They have like all yeah, of them. See, on it's Peacock. All on Peacock, yeah. yeah. So it's what, just what like, shit, so. yeah, he's just, he's just, he, he's just a slob and he just like solves every crime. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a spiritual connection to, to Columbo. Uh, but yeah. So next week is Wreck-It Ralph. Excited to watch Wreck-It Ralph again? When's the last time you saw Wreck-It Ralph? A couple years ago. Okay. I think it was just Freeform or something like that. I watched it. Yeah. Uh, Did you make any headway on our list, Nick? No. Okay. At this point, I'm wondering if I should just wait till we get to the end since we're fast approaching it. Yeah, we're quickly approaching it. I, well, this one would be, uh, you know, listen, I love this movie, but it's definitely not a contender for <laughs> this. No. Is, this is going to be in the middle of the list, which is perfectly valid, which is perfectly valid location. Yeah. Uh, will Rekka Ralph be higher? Maybe. I, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. people's opinions are on Wreck It Ralph. It does have Chun Li in it. It does have Chun Li in it, who, uh, you know, screw Chun Li. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's definitely no Cammy White. Um, no, you don't. You don't bat him off the chunster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to go into that. We'll save yeah. all of our Street Fighter trash talk for. Yes. Yes. Rivalry has been going on, what, over 10 years now? Yeah. It started with when the 3DS launched. Yeah. Because yeah. so, that was the first time where it was really easy for us to fight each other in yep. Street Fighter, and it was, so we did. And it's been nonstop. It's just, and it's always just the same too. It's, it's. I, I would say it's about fifty fifty. Like it, it is, is surprising. It is. Like I said, I think you're better with like non Shoto characters, and I'm better with Shotos. So yeah, yeah. So it's it Listen, we're, we're gonna have to talk. About- <laughs> Just gonna, it's like yeah ne- next week is just going to be a uh fgc uh podcast it's like yeah we're gonna talk about record for like 10 minutes and then talk about like so when so in order to parry you have to it's, it's yeah. pixel perfect block yeah. to yeah no and then we're gonna we're gonna start putting people in tiers um yeah we're gonna start ranking street fighter characters we're gonna but we're just gonna pick we're gonna do it game by game we're gonna start yeah. with two and then yeah. go to turbo and then go to- <laughs> Well, it's part of one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. Th- no, Street Fighter. No, Third Strike is completely different than. <laughs> yeah. Than uh, Fight for the Future. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So there we go. Uh, next tune in next week for Wreck It Ralph slash Hot Hot <laughs> Street Fighter talk. Street, street Hot uh, Street Fighter takes from two scrubs. 
Yeah, for two guys that would be would be eliminated in the preliminaries uh, <laughs> of any tournament in the country. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't throw a fireball from the right side of the screen. Yeah. Well, I guess I can't be. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a good thing I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on this joystick. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you know what? That's the next episode, and I'd like to thank you all for joining us. And have a magical day. Bye. Go vote.